All right. I guess I'll use a timer on my phone. Why not? Sure. Set it to something obnoxious. Mm, there you <laughs> go. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the Ruination Online for April 2018. This is the stream and podcast on which we answer questions posed to us by high-tier patrons of our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash idlethumbs. For Idle Thumbs, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. And I'm Jake Rodkin. And hello, hello. And hello. <laughs> hello, everyone. And hello <laughs> if you're watching us live on Twitch, or still hello if you're not. Hello either way. Uh, so shall we get started immediately with the questions? Yes, let's do it. All right. We're going to keep these to three minutes each this time for timing reasons. I'm going to start the timer. Uh, I'll start the timer after I read the question. Alex Schroeder asks, what are your current opinions on digital versus physical games? Do you think working on digital only games like Firewatch has changed said opinions? Timer on. (laughs) I've only ever worked in digital only games since the first place that I got a job in the games industry was at Telltale Games. Uh, because of that, for me, it was always really special when we got a boxed version of a game. <laughs> but I don't think I've actually purchased a boxed game in quite a while, even stuff for like PS4 and Switch. I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, also, I have not purchased a boxed game in quite some time. I don't know if I have a strong opinion about that. Um I don't really miss it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I don't really it's, either. It's not a thing that I ever like coveted. I mean, like it was nice. Like in, I guess if you if you take it way back to like early PC game box art mm-hmm. that like was actually done well with like the the map is inside the box and the cool instruction manual, like whatever, like that. Feelies. I, yeah, yeah okay, like I have to, <laughs> a little feelies. Yeah. Uh, to like, that I point, have some I, nostalgia for that. Yeah, but but the, the sort the of two, like yeah, go ahead. The Jake. two box games that I've bought. To that point, Nick, in the last like three or four years, are the collector's edition of Thimbleweed Park and of Broken Age, mm. which is literally just mm. old dad versions of the exact game boxes that I had and liked as a kid. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, of old dad games. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I. No surprise, but I similarly have. Um, I guess I technically worked on a um, game that shipped in a box, Bioshock Infinite, but. Uh, I wasn't there when the game shipped, so that barely even counts. Um, so yeah, I pretty much have only worked on digital stuff as well, and I also don't really like miss it because I guess there's nothing for me to miss as a developer. Um, and also, games are just unlike the other major forms of entertainment; they are intrinsically digital through and through. I mean, films basically are now as well, but I, I mean, you know, traditionally they were shot on actual film. Um, games have only ever existed in a completely digital form video games anyway so it doesn't feel like there's a lot lost to me I guess by losing the boxes yeah that said Um, even though everything that I've ever made I think has been shipped digital first I still any of them that ended up having a physical copy I definitely have one copy each of those on my shelf but but from a a customer experience standpoint I don't really mind if people don't own own my games as a real thing oh yeah no no I agree yeah, I mean, it's nice to have the memento, I guess just for the same reason it still somehow feels prestigious to like be in a magazine, like a physically printed magazine, as opposed to just the online right. website you've of used that magazine. Up, you've used up some of the actual physical materials of the <laughs> earth. Our finite yeah. resources have been dedicated yeah. to your garbage. Yep. And I mean, obviously that does feel kind of special in a way. So, all right. I guess we're all on the same page about that. That is uh, no surprise. Moving on from UC, we ha- oh, <laughs> ah, hello. Uh, okay, well, that was a perfect <laughs> question answer length. All right, UC writes. Speaking of physical games, have you ever worked on board or role playing games, or do you have any interest in doing so? Timer on. I like the <laughs> idea of working on a board game in theory, but I don't know that I necessarily. I don't really have any way to know if my brain would be good at it because I never have tried. Mm. So, I mean, I, I, there's a decent chance that I would just not be good at it at all. 
Um, and I just have no, I just don't really know. D- is that and a they, thing you guys ever think about? I, I mean, it's, it's specifically in relation to board games. Uh, not really. Um, I mean, I've never like considered the idea of making one, but also just generally, sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would ever, I don't think I would be good at making a board game. I, it's probably unlikely, but, uh, and I don't, and therefore it, it yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't play board games as regularly as, as like I want to. I feel like I would be bad yeah, at them. Simply, it's hard. Bad at like conceiving making a board game simply because I'm just not the kind of person that plays them every weekend. You know, like I just, I'm not like versed in them. Well, you know, what's funny is I feel that in some ways kind of board gamey board games, by which I mean, I don't know how to describe what I mean, but like board games for people who like board games, right? As mm. opposed to just board games that anyone could sort of generically enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, your classic Monopoly and stuff like that. Um, but board games for people who like board games have weirdly actually in a way kind of been getting closer to video games over the last several years mm. in the sense that yeah. they've been, I feel like they've been getting a lot more about theme and kind of tons of kind of overlapping little systems and things that replicate kind of game systems running underneath like complex cards that you draw from decks with a lot of really specific rules on them. Whereas classically, I think the kinds of video games that I most or board games, sorry, that I most enjoy are the kind that are a little, um, that are more elemental and and, like the sort of German style ones Mm. are the ones that I tend to personally like playing more. And those are the ones that I don't think I would be as good at making because I think they require this really, um, kind of fastidious type of game design brain that just is those aren't really muscles i've exercised as a game designer in my professional career yeah chris you and i have you and i have talked before about like if we made a board game it would more likely end up being in the style of sherlock holmes consulting detective or something yeah oh my god i would love to make because that's the thing that you and i actually have done day to day as our job for years it's Mm -hmm. just like weird narrative construction stuff Sherlock Holmes consulting detective style like investigatory forensics game would be easily my ideal like physical game to make I think yeah uh, I yeah. would also totally design a room escape which is completely outside of the realm mm-hmm. of any of this stuff yeah. but same um, I would love it so much maybe if we keep mentioning that eventually so well <laughs> nope guess not <laughs> I was gonna say maybe someone will invite us to do so all right um Alex asks Important if true is perhaps my favorite of all of the too many podcasts I listen to. Oh, this question. But having struggled more than once in the past to explain to potential listeners exactly what it is about, <laughs> I begged this question. Should I even bother trying to explain it? Is it even about any easily identifiable thing or idea? And most importantly, <laughs> should I just tell potential important of true listeners to subscribe to Idle Thumbs instead, which I can at least describe as being <laughs> mostly about video games? Man, maybe uh, I w- God, we've been fucking up this entire time. We should the pitch should have been it's it's the only podcast that you can't explain. Like we should have just gone all in on that. <laughs> you can't possibly explain it. You have to listen to it to understand it. Yeah. Live like, the mystery. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. I'm gonna answer that last question first, which seems like the easiest one to answer, which is recommend important if or sorry, recommend idle thumbs to them if they like video games and if they don't, mm. don't. That one doesn't. That seems to be like a, on a separate axis to your other your other questions. Uh, it's probably no surprise to you that we have similarly struggled with the question of how to classify and describe. Yeah, so keep trying true. to keep trying to explain it for us. Actually, that'd be great. Yeah, and if <laughs> anyone else has had any success in that realm, yeah, we tell would us. love to hear about it because we don't know. Uh, we had a bunch of like before we actually started making the podcast when we were trying to conceive of it. We had a bunch of like concepts, but I think we're all too self-conscious and neurotic to like do a thing that to just like actually have an idea and then just do it. Well, that uh, Joe always is just hanging on by such a thread that the idea that we could have some sort of awesome high concept that would tie it all together. I feel like our the real worry is that it would just fail every time where we were like, oh, it's all about this crazy world building well, that takes place inside of an episode or whatever. Like, oh, what if that just doesn't happen some weeks? That's kind of, it's tough. Yeah, but I mean, on the other side of the of that spectrum, though, a, a really just simple, straightforward concept, we were way too self-conscious to to do that either. Like, it's not just that we were 
worried that we wouldn't be able to sustain a complicated concept. It was also that just the simplest possible description of it was somehow, I think, too, like, um, broad or unoriginal or, like, um, sure. I mean, like, you mean, like, you're saying it's, it's saying, like, it's an advice show about the future. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. We, we were never confident enough to. That's to also pick probably any the closest description. description. <laughs> Even though that also means nothing. Mm. The problem is they also all mean nothing. Anything yeah. we try to describe the show, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you have any ideas, just let us know because maybe you'll have a, maybe your idea will be better than ours. Yeah. I mean, the thing that it's about, I guess, what's that? Oh, the chat call says it's about paranoid rambling. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, it is (laughs) essentially a show about the present and future of like technology and just our world more broadly and how to make it seem more harmlessly stupid than it maybe actually is, is kind of what the show ends up actually being in practice, um, regardless of what we set out to do. Uh, All right. Uh, I don't think we're going to get any farther with that, so I'm going to go to the next question. Tobjorn Grunovic Dahl asks, on the wits path in Indiana Jones and the fate of Atlantis, <laughs> did you, on your own, figure out how to close the opened crate by the cave entrance on Thera to find the hot air balloon invoice? This great sequence is, in my opinion, closely related to when you have to close the door behind you on Crater Island in Riven, the sequel to Mist, to find a hidden entrance. Great puzzles, don't you agree? <laughs> I don't remember a single I don't remember it all. mentioned in this entire <laughs> yeah. question. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, yeah t- go ahead. Two, two adventure games cited that I don't remember, as I, but I suspect all mm. of us have way too many adventure game puzzles uh, stored away inside of our brain. I don't remember those two at all. I don't have a lot. I don't really remember the puzzles that well, usually. Oh, I can blindly um, walk through like a dozen adventure games right now yeah. that were put in front of me. I might be able to if they were in front of me, but I certainly don't have them just bouncing around in the sort of front of my memory. I also don't know that I even ever actually played all the way through the Wits Path in Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I might have, but I don't I don't remember. Uh, but I don't think I liked the non-team path, as stated in a previous ruination, I believe. I'm happy that we're getting our monthly Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis question, though. I know. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick, you got anything on any of this? No, no. I mean, similarly, yeah. I do not remember. Yeah, figures. All right. Uh, let's move and move along. Lurs Bobinson asks, if you could get in a machine that would erase the memories that make you cringe when you remember them, what would you do? Or would you mm, do would it? You do or it? would you be doomed to repeat the same mistakes by losing those panic-inducing flashbacks? Mm. Ugh. I already, I already, I mean, my brain already is a machine that like causes me to constantly remember these moments and then cringe when I'm doing it. So I probably actually would, I would probably actually do this in some cases. I would probably, I would, I would, uh, I would enable the machine and erase some. So there's some memories that make me cringe that I keep in my brain or that I, that I appreciate being in my brain because I think they make me a slightly better person by remembering, Mm -hmm. ah, this was, this was you being Mm -hmm. like shitty in some way. Keep that in there as a reminder to yourself. It's sort of just self flagellation over decades. Uh, But then there are some that are not really anyone's fault that made me feel like an idiot, uh, kind of just because that's the way the pachinko machine you know worked out and those i would just erase i would just get rid of those ones but then you know maybe it would happen again although if it happened again you know what you erased the first instance of it so (laughs) you're like this is a unique (laughs) experience and you wouldn't have to be like oh uh, mm, yeah mm, mm." well no because you would you would be like shit is this is this the thing that i erased am i experiencing a thing that i'm too stupid to catch because i erased it from my brain does the machine erase the existence of the machine is the crucial question well if it does then that means this is a one-time thing that also means that you at the exact moment that you were about to that you'd finished erasing your brain you cringed and went fuck i shouldn't have erased my brain and then the machine's like ding done and you're like i wonder why i'm standing near this machine (laughs) i wonder what this Uh, machine's for yeah I mean, I should plug into it. Then you, oh, trip, no. you sort of trip over the machine and someone sees you and you feel really embarrassed about it. You're like, ah, I'm sorry. It looks like an expensive machine. I don't know what it does. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. I'm just going to walk away. Ah, uh. 
And, and then, then the machine, leave. the machine yeah. just says, "Oh, I could erase that memory." And then, the, well, then, then the genie and then you just never like leave the room. peeks out from behind the machine and sort of just like temples, like puts his fingertips together and sort of. <laughs> oh, says, the, the classic good. genie ex machina. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gin ex machina. <laughs> what do you guys think? Would you guys utilize Jif this machine? Ex machina. <laughs> <laughs> the GIF ex machina is you like stumbling oh, over the machine. Oh, that gets turned eating, into a GIF. Eating shit, yeah. <laughs> While a genie is just in the background fucking cracking up. Um, I would you, not. We'll, I would definitely not use this machine. You would not use the machine. I, yeah. I knew. I figured no. you wouldn't. I hate it. I, <laughs> the dread you that like would those? come from the knowledge of the machine. Well, I don't like the memories at all, and I obsess over them too much. But I don't think that I would be cured by by a same. Just got you out of having to excavate your brain. Got you out of the, its potential new cringe-inducing memory. <laughs> Saved by the bell. All right. Andy Gorman asks, what is your favorite page on <laughs> YTMND.com? <laughs> oh, definitely Kirby God. and Snoop. Does, does, does that oh, Kirby exist? and Snoop is classic. It does still exist, I think. I mean, it did at oh, least as of a couple it months ago. It definitely does because I linked uh, when Chris Hecker was launching Spy Party. He was having all these, which went out on Steam early access earlier earlier this week. He had a bunch of these like anxious tweets about how he was about to push the button, and I definitely sent him a punch the keys for God's sake uh, <laughs> uh, link <laughs> off of YTMND. Oh man! Oh, the the isn't that like the second YTMND, or at least it's the. It was like it's that was like, like the, the mirror shadow, universe, the mirror yeah. universe one of the original. Of you're the yeah. man now, dog. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Kirby and Snoop. Uh, the Kirby's the Kirby's. You, do you have the URL land. to that to give to people who maybe oh. are too young to know what you're talking about? I mean, they're YTM. I mean, it's more likely probably at this point that a given person would be familiar with Kirby and Snoop than they would be with YTM and D generally. Yeah. I think. Mm. Jake, do you have the URL to the Snoop and Kirby YTMND? I definitely do. The easiest way to find it is, well, to go in the show notes, I guess, but or you could go to SnoopKirby2, the number two, dot YTMND.com. Mm. SnoopKirby2. Yep. Oh it's a God. classic. Yep. Uh, the, I don't, it, this is one of those questions where if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, I probably would have had basically infinite answers yes you know i i could have just rattled off a ton of ytmnds which i guess it's probably worth quickly explaining yeah go for it ytmnd.com is a website that for like probably a decade and a half has allowed users to upload a is it a GIF or a collection of images? How does it work again? I, th I think you get to upload a GIF and a slogan and an audio file. Okay, that sounds right. So you upload a GIF and then a text string and then an audio file, and it just loops the GIF and the audio with the slogan on top just perpetually. And the slogan and is it, sort of like radiating out as if like it's some sort of Super yeah. Friends-style 70s logo. Yep. And that's and all it, that it is. Yep, it was, it was kind of just like a, a way to like an early meme maker, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yep, <laughs> it was like a more elaborate version of all the tools now that allow you to just slap text over an image and download the image. Oh, Slack or Slack, Jesus. Chat says uh, epic Picard maneuver and Vader on the roller coaster are two yep. other suggestions. <laughs> those are all classics. So yeah, oh, the, God, that Jean Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise, yep, of the was, USS Enterprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, what a weird Picard song. I think the Picard song. Was the thing that catapulted YTMND into into sort of fame? Mm. I think that was the that <laughs> you, was the yeah. Chris, yeah. you were such a big YTMND booster for a while there. Oh yeah, yeah. My I have a special fondness for one that Nick made. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about. Do you guys that. still remember yeah. what it is or where it is? It was like boom oh, yeah. headshot or something. It's it's Isn't yeah. What it was? It's a collection of of headshots of of photos of people's faces that we used that we you know, that we were sort of <laughs> game industry professionals, game industry folks that we were uh, uh, just Chris and I working at shacknews.com at the time, and it was just we would have to attach these uh, pictures of these like these little square headshots to, <laughs> to, yeah. to these and like <clears throat> God, what some of those people I I don't even remember their names now, but like they were just like goofy executives or mm -hmm. you know and we would just get used to Notable these same headshots yeah every is just seeing them like every week and uh and yeah i'll, I'll find i'll find that ytmnd yeah 
uh, and you and you set it to like Hulst Mars, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a stupid joke for Shaq News employees. Basically, it was a joke for like four people on the planet. Yep. Uh, but I enjoyed it. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, we have another question from Nick Cornick, who says, "You're given the ability to make any single." paranormal or mythical creature real it will only begin to exist once you make your choice so for however long it takes until someone sees one you will be the only person to know it is real which creature do you choose can you choose a cre- an extinct real creature like the megalodon to somehow pr- did you have you guys <laughs> ever seen that twitter thread where some person is like megalodon is definitely not extinct it's real people have seen it and they end up in this protracted Twitter conversation with two of the world's leading experts on like large undersea animals and evolution being like, no, it's extinct. I, I'm telling you, like we've dedicated our <laughs> lives to this research. The people you were arguing with, no, we know what we're talking about. And this person's just like, I don't know. I think I've done my research. Now it's time for you to do yours. And so you would prove that person right? You'd prove that Twitter <laughs> asshole right with your one <laughs> wish? I don't know. I mean, I would probably would, bring I would probably bring Ewoks to life to just infuriate people. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys it occurred to me the other day, do you think it's intentional that Wook E and E walk are basically the same two syllables oh my just god. reversed. Oh my god. Yes. Do you know that to be in pur- on purpose? <laughs> I don't know. I just it just purpose, occurred but... to me the I I don't know why I was thinking about this, but the other day I'm like, man, in Star Wars there's two different sort of like furry bear dog yeah. creature things and they both are bipedal and one's big and one's little. Mm-hmm. I'm not and I'm not up enough on the exact details of this, but I'm pretty sure that Return of the Jedi was originally going to take place on the Wookiee planet and then oh, ended it ended up was. taking place on the Ewok planet. Oh and man. instead of being big they're so, small. It was <laughs> so he literally just went, Oh well, it's gonna be Wookiee. Uh, I guess it could be yeah, Ewok. I'm pretty sure it might it's probably more nuanced than that and I'm sure we'll be corrected on it, but I think that, <laughs> that, that might be the gist of it. Yeah. Well that or it's complete icky. chance, and they're named after like a shitty like renaming of the Miwok Indians, which was the Native American um, I- I- people who lived in the area where they filmed Endor. Oh, well, that's oh. probably it. But I think it, who's to say? Because the other be part both. is also true. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> also, that uh, would be really rude. <laughs> Nick, what what creature would you would you create? Would you bring oh, Jar Jar? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ewoks, Jar Jar, and the Megalodon. A children's book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or like a really aloof uh, coming-of-age movie. That's true, yeah. A super twee. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Has is it been that, three minutes yet? It feels like it's been it? like 20 minutes on this question. <laughs> uh, that's Nick your final answer, back. Nick? Jar Jar Binks. Y- yes, yeah, I'm I'm locking that in. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, good timing. <laughs> All what right. If Jar Jar was a megalodon. What if Jar Jar <laughs> was one of us? <laughs> we have a question from Brian Longton, who says, "Knowing what we know now from a decade plus of Twitter and Facebook, how would your I- ideal new social network work differently, or are they all inherently garbage? We'd be better off without." Oh, that one. <laughs> The second one? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, God, I was thinking about this question earlier. It feels like such a... uh, It feels like a... Just an impossible problem. Because the thing that makes social networks work is also the thing that ultimately Mm -hmm. makes them terrible, which is that everyone's on the same one. Yeah. It's just... It's... Man. It would be... Maybe if if a social network existed that didn't have... A central feed. I guess that's Facebook. God, if something worked kind of like Twitter, mm-hmm. but by default you were actually not following anyone, or like, I guess it's kind of how Mastodon <laughs> works. Because like Mastodon is like a Twitter ripoff, but it, it it has like sort of siloed per server communities that you can follow mm-hmm. only the people on that server, or you can join like the the firehose feed. And there's all there's all sorts of ways to segment it off. But as at least its design 
has a lot of frustrating user experience problems because of the fact that it's so segmented. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know. And this is also unfortunately a problem that no one with any money or reason to do it will think about because uh, a good version of this is actually not going to make anyone any money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, point in sort of case in point here, my ideal or sort of not my ideal, but my best social network over the last several months has been just a free Slack account with some friends that people yep. can just post in. Yeah, and it doesn't chat, make chat Slack rooms. any money, and no one is targeting ads to me through it, and it's just there. I mean, and I guess that's like that's Discord is extraordinarily popular for all of these reasons because it's mm. basically the free Slack that also hooks into video games and voice mm-hmm. chat, and is siloed off per server but unlike slack on discord you have a unified you have a single login that then can just give you can be invited to or given access to yeah Yeah, whereas with slack every single because slack started off whatever i don't need to get it i I don't like that slack has a completely different user account for every single slack i think it's bad but Mm. they're locked they're locked into it now i think or maybe it's for enterprise reasons all this stuff sucks (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind that about slack it's fine. I guess I don't really have an opinion about it either way. You're probably right. <laughs> no, bad. it's fine. I'm sure it's, it's good. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Nick would just destroy them all. Yeah, Nick would. It's true. Nick would prefer to I, communicate only through um, uh, podcasts. Well, I would make Jar Jar real and then he would join all of the social networks and then everyone would leave him and <laughs> ultimately <be> destroyed. <laughs> I've been using Twitter a lot less recently and it's been nice i keep mm-hmm. forgetting about i'll go entire days where i forget about it which doesn't sound remarkable but is <clears throat> a new thing for me oh, there it goes yeah all right we have a question from Stephen nori who says many months ago i set myself the task of listening to all the music in alphabetical order on the fully loaded 128 gigabyte sd card i have in my car as i've got into the habit of only listening to a handful of the albums from it A few weeks in, while stuck in some of the very bad later Black Sabbath albums, I realized this was a horrible mistake, but I've stuck with it, and now I am nearing the end of the letter T, with the end nearly in sight. Have you ever decided to do some (laughs) arduous task, immediately regretted it, but carried on to complete it regardless? How those uh, cold shower cappers go, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is that is totally the... um, That's a good illustrative example for me, because the thing that Stephen Norrie describes is actually something i'm very susceptible to which Mm. is that once i've decided to do a given thing i will see it through the cold shower capper is the total opposite which is the thing i am not good at which is developing an ongoing habit that i have to self kind of Mm -hmm. uh enforce just on an ongoing basis so they're two they're kind of very different things for some reason which is that the cold shower capper never has a kind of success or completion state it just is a thing that i have to do as a habit forever right whereas the listen to all the music in alphabetical order on this 128 gigabyte sd card is a one-time task that i will complete so yeah i i have certainly done this a lot i as is always the case with me, I struggle to come up with very specific examples, but it's the kind of thing I frequently do. Um, Nick, do you, do you, how do you feel about this? I mean, I don't think that I do. Uh, I, I'm, I'm you don't trying to set yourself arduous tasks. I mean, uh, I mean, I sometimes probably, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example that would, that would fit this. Uh, I mean, this is, this is sort of like a frivolous, arduous task, you know, which I, I don't, I can't really relate to. Like I don't <laughs> only serious, well, arduous tasks. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a better way to be if so. Um, I mean, I feel like Jake, actually, now that I think about it, Jake, the, the idle thumbs, uh, perfecting the idle thumbs recording, uh, room, I feel like was an or was an arduous task that you definitely set yourself on that uh I I knew that would be an out of control situation that never became easy but also it was really fun. Yeah. That was not like That's true. It wasn't Well, I mean I assume I mean, that him never, listening to music is is also fun. He probably true, thought the, it was going to be fun. But the thumb studio never turned into like uh, drudgery. This, yeah, I I resent having to go into mm. this weird room, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I always liked it. Um 
I'm a bad person and that usually when things get really difficult, I stop doing them. I mean, that's not, <laughs> that's not true if it's like work or like real life related, but if I am just like, if I embark on some wacky idea and I'm like, Oh, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I, I generally sure. don't do it. Um, I mean, that said, we probably should have stopped those Patreon postcards like month two. <laughs> there you go. You found it. You found the, <laughs> the horrible true answer. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, can't. Do I mean, the thing that. is, I also really like those Patreon postcards. They oh, just, I do too. They're, they're just really they're just difficult. So much more yeah. impossible to make than I thought they would be. Yep. We should have known better. Uh, all right. Tom Grundy asks, which genre is better, sci-fi or fantasy? Oh my god. <laughs> Chris, start that timer. We're going to need the full three minutes for this one. I, I started it. It's been the timer is active. You're at 250 uh, right now. 249. Jeez. Uh, if this timer completes before this answer has been satisfactorily answered, you die. That's sci-fi. <laughs> Sci-fi's better. I feel like we need to get hyped up about this answer, Chris. Could you provide some some hype music? Oh, can I? Maybe some like- Yeah. Which is better? Sci-fi or fantasy? Well, first let's hear sci-fi. Okay, <laughs> okay there, there it is. is. Yeah. Science fiction. Yeah, I like sci-fi. Grounded based on in this. reality. Nick likes sci-fi like based it. on this. I think I like it. That said, what about the world of fantasy? <laughs> Pastoral. <laughs> Dreamlike. I mean, I like this too. This is nice. Nick also Nick. likes this. <laughs> but how could it be? How could one Nick of them like has both? to be better? That's just how things work. (laughs) One of them must be declared the winner. (laughs) Sci fi. (laughs) Jesus. I, uh, SL128 says last month. I paid $15 to ask a question, but reduced the pledge to my normal level after getting charged. I'm still able to post here for some reason. Will you answer this question anyway? We will, because it's on the document. I don't know why that is true, but I guess something is wrong. That's fine. I'm not really bothered by it. I'm glad you hacked Patreon. (laughs) Glad you hacked us. We're doing a pretty good job hacking ourselves right now. Yeah. Yeah. SL one twenty eight. Can you? Can you? Bullshit. Who has hacked us? Tell us why Nick Brecken is a robot. Yeah. yeah. Hack into we, our have a, audio we have a question for you. Settings and yeah. <laughs> that would be a more useful hack to us. I mean, I'm perfectly happy that you hacked our sort of question answering post, mm-hmm. but it would be way more useful if you could hack Nick to just be a human being. Although I guess at the point that you're hacking Nick, you're sort of we're acknowledging we're, that he's yeah, a robot. Yeah, we're implying that I am a robot always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, science fiction! I just love it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Uh, was uh, I'm fine with this person asking a question. Sure, doesn't bother me. <laughs> okay, next question. I mean, I don't know. What am I going to do about it? All right, Ian McNichol asks, "What is your favorite pair of shoes and/or brand of shoes?" My favorite pair of shoes is the Red Wing boots that I own, but my favorite brand of shoes is probably Converse and the Converse All-Star, of which I've worn pairs of since I was like 12. Mm. Nick. There you go. Real answer. I have a pair yeah. of Nike running shoes that I like. I don't know. There mm. you go. Mm, Nike. Yeah. Nice. Nike. Uh, I, uh, I, don't know, I don't know that I have a specific favorite pair of shoes, but I like Clark's shoes. Mm-hmm. This tends to be when I just need a new pair of just daily shoes. I buy a pair of Clarks. I like them. <laughs> cool. Yeah, exciting, exciting answers from us. <laughs> um, I was in, so no one here was going to list like, uh, you know, like the gun boots, the soldier shoes that allow you to rocket jump without taking uh, da- uh, damage. <laughs> you just did. It's, it's my favorite fine. shoes. Yeah. No. And Team Fortress. Yeah. It's a good answer. Da da da. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We have a question from DB <laughs> who writes Idle Thumbs is commonly known as the bad boy of gaming podcasts. <laughs> so, what petty crimes have you ever committed and gotten away with? 
are we known as the bad boy of gaming podcast um we must be hmm. it was in quotes so someone assume... paid someone paid money to tell us this nick so <laughs> okay. it's gotta be true all right yeah <laughs> i mean there's no citation on that quotation but i have to imagine that it that this person wouldn't have used quote marks mm. so irresponsibly mm-hmm. as to fabricate yeah. a laudatory quote like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the answer to this is probably actually quite a, I've probably committed quite a few petty crimes in my life. Yeah. I mean, you know, I suspect think, most people have, I think most people have. Yeah. I mean, from like, just, what if a genie told you every petty crime you ever committed? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do anything. They just tell you, they, they just, just, just let them? you know. And then you had a machine that you could erase them from your mind. What if you have too many to list? What if the genie told you every petty crime and every major crime that you committed but were not aware of or caught for doing? Mm. Mm. W- uh, like you are the re- reason that these three people died and you just didn't know it because, Jesus. you know, you tapped your brake at a red light and whatever else happened after that. See, what if oh, then- man. So what if the genie just created like a traffic safety video you know like uh when you're in driver's ed <laughs> what if what if you were forced to watch a red asphalt video but it was uh of all of the things that you that all of sort of <laughs> your wake god imagine that future in which we're the surveillance state has sort of increased to the point that even if you do something that doesn't ultimately uh you know cause injury like the DMV just still knows that time that you sort mm. of inched DMV. through the red light or, yeah. you know, did whatever. And you could actually create an individualized red asphalt, you know, scare the shit out of you warning video based on all of your <laughs> minor infractions. But the moral at the end of it would just be like, you couldn't have done anything about these and you still can't. But now you know that <laughs> this is what know. happens. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you couldn't have done anything about these? Why not? I mean, like, I guess if if it's things like you inching up to a red light, but I meant just like you sort of like, s- like sneeze or slip or sort of choose oh, to go left or shit. right. Oh, damn. Yeah. 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 The, the, I call these petty crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't... Oh, Nick's a robot. You're not anymore. It's fine. Okay. God, it's so it's so fleeting. <laughs> It's Nick's like fleeting robot. So I remember that episode when uh, we were worried that Nick was a robot and he re-recorded it, and then you edited in little snippets of him being right. a robot imperceptibly. Yeah, His yeah. system has adapted right. to that reality. Yeah, I see. Yes. Um, what petty crimes? I mean, I've definitely uh, committed like vehicular petty crimes in my teen years. Oop. <laughs> I got yeah. I got out of a ticket for going 100 miles an hour over 100 miles an Jesus. hour once because the officer who pulled me over didn't show up to court. Oh man. So nothing happened. Wow. Lucky me. I don't have a car anymore. Um <laughs> not, not because I'm not allowed <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, that was because, a <laughs> Yeah. Cuz I just don't have one. All right. Uh Matt asks, what is the worst food to put ketchup on? Milk. <laughs> mints probably like a mint chip ice cream <laughs> i yeah do you think the question means out of literally anything you could imagine or do you think it means that people actually put ketchup on oh i don't know oh i like ketchup so i'm i'm people are probably scandalized i just put ketchup yeah i don't know just put ketchup on stuff who cares don't don't food shame just if you want ketchup on something ruin it by putting ketchup on it it's fine <laughs> Uh, well, now I can't. Now I feel bad answering this question. Now Jake has soiled the ground. Yeah, it's true. With ketchup. I mean, it's, how far have you gone with ketchup, ketchup Jake? Like, the... would you put ketchup on like spaghetti or pizza? No. no. See, spaghetti. Okay, so that pasta yeah. was going to be my answer because yeah. that's a thing that people do actually. They put do do that. Ketchup on, and I find it objectionable. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Really, why to which? My, why would you put ketchup on on pasta? It already is like I assume people are doing it on tomato based, like or is it just like you make noodles? No, and you they just don't put ketchup it on. on it? No, I think instead of pasta. Oh, sauce. is that like a cost mm. thing? In which case, that's like you, you just have to. That just has to be okay. I mean, it might be cost, but it might also just be cultural because I know that Australia in Australia, 
ketchup is actually referred to as tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I mean, I, I assume that doesn't mean that they put it on literally everything that we put tomato sauce on, but I just know or that just like, like red sauce. I've heard it referred to as red sauce. Really? Yeah. God, that is new. That's red new sauce is usually, it's usually a different thing. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Yeah. it feels like a really limited condiment to me. It feels like a really specific condiment. Although that said, I put mustard on fucking everything. So I guess I could easily imagine someone just treating ketchup similarly to how I treat mustard. Every food should have ketchup on it. I would say that you should put ketchup on whatever you want. Um, I wouldn't say that, actually. I don't really know, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty conservative ketchup user, all things considered. I put them on basically, I think, the traditional... Uh, American things to put ketchup on, which is one, probably too many things, two, hamburgers, hot dogs, occasionally tater tots, fries, and like occasionally meatloaf. Hmm. I'm not an egg ketchup person, but I understand the desire to do so. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just follow your, follow your heart. No pasta. Jesus. That's a thing. I know. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. advocate it. Did I, I told the story about going to like a ketchup, a tomato paste packing plant, right? Did, that actually, yeah. um, that, that, curta- maybe? Yeah, that curtailed my ketchup use for many years, but it's oh, since right. come back. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Nick? I, I, uh, I, I, there's a, a restaurant near us that, um, makes this, uh, dish. This is a sushi place and it makes this dish called Okinawa taco rice that, mm-hmm. um, is basically like you just, t- like if you, made all of the fixings for like an average weekday like taco night but then they just throw it in a bowl with rice and then they dump like a somewhat spiced ketchup it is basically just ketchup on top of it and i did not expect that i would like that but it's i fucking love it it's delicious and just gross nice yeah that's cool there was a uh there's a dish that i think i might have actually recommended on an important if true that is a sort of chinese comfort food uh, kind of scrambled eggs and ketchup dish that I actually really like. It's totally outside of my normal, uh, relatively ketchup averse um, zone, but it's really good. It's from the New York Times Magazine. Uh, anyway, that's we kind of answered that question in the reverse, but <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Okay, uh, moving on. We have a question from Mickey P who asks, how much do you assume an overlap between Important If True listeners and Idle Thumbs listeners? It seems to me most people would listen to both, but maybe you operate under different assumptions? Uh, It seems like there is a large overlap, but I don't know. I think, I mean, obviously at the beginning, the overlap was one-to-one, but I think some people who like Idle Thumbs just do not give a shit about Important If True, and there's also a lot of people who listen to Important If True at this point, who I think would have no desire to listen to a video game podcast, which I think is really cool. Yep. That's that, definitely- is, that, that is sort of slowly but increasingly happening, that as the Important If True audience grows, it's growing in a sort of direction different than Idle Thumbs from a sort of why people come to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I'm sure Idle Thumbs' listenership is shrinking over time as we do it monthly and uh, get worse at it, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably also sadly true. Yeah, we. I mean, as you say, when we started, I'm sure it was pretty one-to-one. I mean, yeah. when we started, it wasn't one-to-one. It was more that Important of True was just a subset of Idle Thumbs listeners. Just some yep. Idle Thumbs people listen to Important of True. But it's become pretty clear that, that the Important of True audience has grown, which makes sense because, not, I mean, obviously there are like if you found important if true organically, not through idle thumbs, there's no particular reason you would then also start listening to a video game podcast, uh, unless that just also happened to be something you like. There's yeah. definitely still more people listen to idle thumbs, which makes sense because it's been around for almost a decade at this point. Um, and uh, more people care about video games than about parentheses undefined error <laughs> when trying to pitch or describe the other shows yeah. to each other. Yeah. Uh, well, that pretty much answers that question, I think. Michael Jakes asks, are you fans of Studio Ghibli? Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Couldn't say. Not big enough of a fan. it's Ghibli, but I don't know. Ghibli? Studio Ghibli? Michael Jakes asks, are you fans of Studio Ghibli? What is your favorite of their films? I would say I... I would say I, I like Studio Ghibli a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I would stop short of calling myself a fan, not because I don't appreciate their films, of which I've loved every one I've seen, but because I've I haven't actually seen all of them, and I feel like 
if I were to call myself a fan, I probably should have actually gone back and like filled in all the gaps. Like I have never seen my neighbor Totoro, for instance. Mm. Oh man, it's uh, good. I I'm sure it is. I definitely have not intentionally not watched it. Um, I think there are just a, you know a few others I've never seen, but all the ones I have seen, I've really liked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a favorite either. And for the exact same, well, I for the exact same reason as Chris has said, they're just. I like a lot of the like the Miyazaki movies a lot, but I don't think any individual one has jumped out at me so much that it stuck with me for years and years above the rest. But I do love all of them a lot, and whenever I rewatch one of them, it's a good experience. I really like the most recent one I saw, which may or may not be the most was recent it, one. Was that it exists. The Wind Rises? Yeah, yeah, that, I like. I really like The Wind Rises. Yeah. Spirited I think away the first is, one I oh, oh Spirited Away Nick yeah I think that might be yeah. my favorite of the ones that I've seen yeah I you know what's funny is when I saw that one I wasn't as into it and I think it has I've liked it more as it is mm. sat in my memory and I should watch it again I think when I when I first saw it I just found it to be almost like too abstract and mm. kind of uh, you would like it now I think I I suspect I would yeah um I think the first one I saw ever was uh, Princess Mononoke, mm. um, because I think I think I actually probably have just seen all the ones that have actually come out since then. In other words, I haven't seen any of the ones older than when I started watching movies by them. So I've pretty much seen them when they've come out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it for me, uh, and I've liked all of them. All right, Thomas Kasky says. I will be visiting San Francisco and the United States of America for the first time as I got a WWDC ticket. What is something you love that you feel is very San Francisco? Fisherman's Wharf. Just love it. Yeah. You just love it. You love it. (laughs) Don't go to Fisherman's Wharf. I mean, it's less. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He's less asking for question or for, uh, for, um, for recommendations uh, generally and more saying what is the most San Francisco thing, which I think is a different. I mean, this is the cheesiest, most obvious answer that is literally like the cliche thing about San Francisco, but you could ride a cable car. Mm. Um, It's It's legitimately fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing you can just do. I mean, it's like you, depending on where you get on, you might have to stand in a line, which is annoying. So maybe take the California line rather than the Powell line, because the Powell line, if you get on at Powell, which is where where it starts, uh, is, or Powell and Market is where it starts. It's a waiting um, line, like a theme park ride, basically. Yeah. There's always just dozens and dozens and dozens of people waiting, and it's a real pain in the ass. But the California line, which starts several blocks down at like California and Battery or something, which is also right at Market, um, it's... That that is actually basically a commuter line. Like there's the people who take that line are pretty much people who work in the financial district, and so there isn't really a tourist line, and you can pretty much always just get on. I, Sarah and I took that one the other day, um, and it's uh, easy and fun. And Man, oops, sorry, the cars are the same, so it doesn't matter which one you take. It's fun that you recommended a cable car because I mean I think in in that tradition of things that seem touristy but are legitimately great and worth doing if you have the time. Walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. It rules. Go oh, to Alcatraz. Yeah, that's true. Alcatraz yeah. also actually good. But oh, yeah. all three of those things seem like like iconic tourist things. Yeah. But they're actually like good experiences. They take mm-hmm. a lot of time. Going to going all the way out to the Golden Gate Bridge or going out to Alcatraz, each of those could take like at least a quarter of one of your days. Mm-hmm. So you know, use them sparingly. Whereas the cable car, if you're in town for WWDC, which is the Apple Developers Conference, you're already near the cable cars, so that's easy. Um That's true. That's a good point. But yeah, those are the tourist things that I think are actually worth doing and are great. Um, Cool. All right. Well, those are all the questions that we have written down on this piece of paper here. So, oh, actually, you know what? I should go to the Patreon page and see. Yeah, I think there's at least there's at least one straggler. Let's get that straggler. Let's not forget. Do you have access to the straggler, Jake? Because the straggler. Can you access the straggler? Can you hack the straggler? I'm getting there. I'm almost there. I might almost be at the straggler. I think I might beat you to the straggler if you're not already at the straggler. Ruination tomorrow. Is that where it is? I found it. I found the straggler. Daniel says, you guys are broadcasting right now, so I'm sure this will not get read. Ha, shows what you know, Daniel, idiot. (laughs) But on the last podcast, what were you guys referring to when you mentioned the tech corner that Nick (laughs) (laughs) poo-pooed? So I, I 
fastidiously edited out any specific details <laughs> about that. Um, just to just to protect all involved. Um, but that was basically just a thing where a, a person who listened to Idle Thumbs many, many years ago, I don't even remember the specifics, but they wrote in about uh, tech advice for some, I don't remember why. I don't remember what some prompted it. Or... <laughs> it's just a really pointless <laughs> e- email. I genuinely don't remember the, the, the circumstances anymore. Yeah, I, I don't either. I was trying to find the episode, but our show notes for those early episodes, I always wrote them to fit the old website where the entire like episode description could only be four lines of text and the games list could also only be like six lines of text. So we'd never, it never gets mentioned. I, mm. it's, you cannot text search it. All right. Well, the answer is we don't really remember the specifics of it other than someone <laughs> wrote in with tech advice Probably because we must have mentioned that something was going wrong or that we needed that we didn't understand something or needed help with something. I, I assume that must have been the case. Similarly, uh, if you know how to keep Nick from turning into a robot voice mm. when recording with Zencaster, go ahead and write in and maybe Nick will make fun of you. But uh, but if you fix the problem, uh, maybe he won't. Maybe he still will. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and that's and that's it. I think that's all we have here on this month's episode of the idle thumbs ruination online thank you for joining us and if you asked a question thank you for backing our patreon at the level that entitles you to do so you can head over to patreon.com slash idle thumbs if you want more information on that otherwise uh we will be back um uh, probably in a couple weeks with another episode of the idle thumbs video game podcast on this feed and uh, if you have questions for that podcast you can send those to questions at idlethumbs.net and we will address them and that's it that's that's it that's the end of this stream and podcast so for idle thumbs i am chris remo i'm nick brecken i'm jake i'm jake rodkin <laughs> bye for <laughs> bye thanks uh, for stopping by Nick Brecken was nowhere to be found. We could see him, but we heard nothing. <laughs> he stared intently at the screen. What was happening, he was thinking. Am I a robot? Is, are we all robots? Does he have Zencaster open in too many tabs simultaneously? What's a <laughs> What am I? No answers were forthcoming. Bye. Oh, there he is. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was really that was really strange to join join a call and just immediately someone is saying bye. <laughs> like piano Thanks music. Bye. Stopping by. <laughs>